Welcome to the Story Weaver podcast. I'm your host, Bron Rauk Mitchell. Come sit with me under the story tree as I weave a tale or two for you. Greetings, and welcome to another episode of the Story Weaver podcast. I took an unscheduled break after a severe latex allergy saw me take an unexpected trip to the ER a little over a week ago. I haven't fully bounced back yet, but as the saying goes, the show must go on, so here we are. Eventually, I will have enough pre-recorded episodes to avoid any further unscheduled breaks, and I thank you very much for your patience during this time. Monday is a story time with Bron, and today I'll be reading three stories from Aussie author Melissa Gisbers. Um, the three stories can all be found in Teapot Tales, a collection of unique fairy tales, which is available to purchase on Amazon. The Frog Prince by Melissa Gisbers Clara walked along the path by the lake, glad to get away from her family and the pressure they were putting on her. As the firstborn, she was the heir and would one day be queen of their tiny kingdom. You have to get married, was something she had heard her whole life, and he has to be a prince. The prince of what? Clara muttered as she kicked a stone. Ow! Who said that? Clara swung round, and not seeing anyone there, she walked on. You hit me in the head with a rock, and then walk away? Clara spun. The path was empty. Show yourself, she called out. Hearing a splash on the lake, she went closer. Here I am. She saw a frog on a lily pad, rubbing his head and holding a simple gold crown in one flipper. Where's my apology? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hit you in the head with that stone. Clara knelt down for a closer look. Other than the crown, the frog was just an ordinary frog. Are you a prince? Yep. The frog put the crown on his head, careful to avoid the sore spot where the stone had hit him. Prince Rupert, Prince of the Frogs of Glass Lake, at your service, princess. The frog bowed, awkwardly, holding his crown in place so it wouldn't fall into the lake again. Clara thought for a minute. Would you be able to help me with something? If it's within my power. The frog leapt onto the shore and landed on Clara's lap. Clara bent over and whispered in the frog's ear. The frog laughed. Wonderful. He clapped his flippers together. When do we start? No time like the present, Clara grinned and stood up with the frog in her hand. She ran up the path towards the castle. The banquet was in full swing as Clara descended the stairs. Her hair had been pulled and curled and pinned until her head hurt. The corset in her gown was pulled too tight and she could barely breathe. You look beautiful, darling. The king met Clara at the bottom of the stairs, ready to present her to the waiting crowd. Is your prince nearby? I haven't met him yet. Clara smoothed the skirt of her gown that threatened to trip her with every step. 
Yes, he's very close. She smiled a secret smile. Ladies and gentlemen, the king called the crowd to attention when they had mounted the dais. It is with great pleasure for me to announce that my beloved daughter, Princess Clara, is engaged to Prince Rupert. The room erupted in applause. The king looked around. He's around here somewhere. Prince Rupert, please come and join us. The frog made his way from his hiding place in the pocket of Clara's gown and jumped on the table in front of the king. Your Majesty. The frog bowed, one flipper holding on to the crown on his head. Prince Rupert, at your service. The queen screamed and fainted. The king stood there, not sure how to react. Clara just smiled. The king finally found his voice. Clara! Are you out of your mind? he bellowed. You said I had to marry a prince, Princess Clara replied. You never said what sort. The End Rapunzel by Melissa Gisburs Glancing at the clock on the wall, Rapunzel calculated she still had time to work on her secret project before her mother arrived. She sneezed as dust flew up from where she was working. Not much longer, she muttered. She stretched her tired muscles as she prepared her bath. Her mother expected her to look like a princess should, even though she wasn't one yet. Brushing her hair and tying it in a long braid, she smiled to herself. The visit from the prince a few days earlier had made her more determined than ever to finish her project. Confident that the room was back to normal and her hair was ready, she picked up her book to wait for the familiar words. Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your hair. Rapunzel sighed, putting her book to one side. Coming, mother, she called down the tower before lowering her braid. She winced as her mother climbed her hair. She had put on weight recently. Or she's brought me more goodies. She knew it was wishful thinking. Phew! The old woman fell on the floor of her tower room. That's a long climb. She wiped sweat from her forehead with a red handkerchief and dumped her backpack on the floor. Supplies. Thank you, mother, Rapunzel answered through gritted teeth as she unpacked the staple goods she had brought. She wrinkled her nose at the rampion. Her mother never listened when she told her she couldn't stand Rampion and she wanted to try something new. She smiled to herself as she put flour and sugar in their containers. Not much longer now. The visit was mercifully short. Rapunzel had spent the time trying not to fidget or to do anything that would give away her longing to leave this tower room, while at the same time trying to be polite to her mother until it was time for her mother to go. Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your hair. The familiar cry took Rapunzel by surprise. She had been so absorbed in her work she had forgotten the time. She hurriedly tidied up and set about rebraiding her hair. Just a minute, she called as she finished her braids and threw them out the window. She winced again as the prince climbed up. My love, he greeted her as she pulled her braids back into the tower room. 
She stood quietly as he kissed her on the cheek. She was always disappointed there was none of the excitement she had read about in books. Soon I shall find a way to get you out of here, and then we shall be married and will live happily ever after. Rapunzel resisted the urge to roll her eyes. Of course we shall. Rapunzel was becoming the queen of telling people what they wanted to hear. This wasn't hard when she only ever saw two people, her mother and the prince. Rapunzel sat quietly, listening to him tell her all about his latest exploits and everything that was going on in the palace. She didn't have much to tell him about her life, for she spent all day in a single room at the top of the tower. Besides, the prince never asked. It was sunset before the prince left, and it was getting too dark to do much more on her secret project. She settled down to a simple dinner, itching to get back to work. She would have to wait until the next morning. At least there would only be one visitor tomorrow. She was so close. That night, Rapunzel fingered the scissors that were hidden under her pillow. They were an accidental item her mother had left in the bottom of her bag during one of her visits. Funny, Rapunzel thought. If it hadn't been for these, I would never have thought to start my project. A few days later, Rapunzel heard the familiar cry. Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your hair. She giggled and ran her fingers through her newly styled bob, threw her braid out the window and anchored it securely. Skipping down the brand new staircase, she headed toward the hole she had made at the base of the tower. As she ran through the woods, she could only imagine the look on the princess's face as he got to the top of the tower to find her gone. The End The Princess and the Pea by Melissa Gisbers Teresa tossed and turned in her bed. This was one of the strangest beds she had ever slept in. She had to climb a ladder to get to the top. She fluffed her pillow, hoping that it would help. I only wanted somewhere dry to sleep, she muttered, and now I am sleeping on top of Mount Mattress. She just couldn't get comfortable. Sitting up, she realised that there was something under the mattress. Teresa reached over and felt under the first mattress. Nothing there. One down, forty to go. She carefully climbed onto the ladder and felt under each mattress. There has to be something under there, she muttered, as she reached under number nineteen. By the time she was two-thirds down, the mattresses were threatening to fall on the floor. At three-quarters of the way down, Teresa yawned, wanting to sleep, but convinced there was something keeping her awake. Determined to work out what it was, she kept going. This is the strangest place I've been, she said to herself, remembering the reception when she arrived at the door of the castle dripping wet from the storm. It was interesting to say the least. She had reluctantly admitted to being a real princess, one of the strangest questions she'd ever been asked. Almost immediately she had been whisked away to a room to dry out, given a meal and then brought to this strange bedroom. Aha! she cried triumphantly, as she discovered three small peas under the bottom mattress. 
She pulled them out, climbed carefully back up the ladder, and curled up under the quilts, plumping her pillow and falling into a deep sleep, the peas clasped in her hand. The next morning Teresa was woken by a knocking on the door, and a maid coming in with a cup of tea. The king, queen, and prince are expecting you in the throne room for breakfast, as soon as you are ready. The maid curtsied, waiting to one side for Teresa to climb down the ladder. A gown was hanging on a hook on the wall, inviting Teresa to wear it. She sipped her tea and started to get ready for her audience with the royal family, with the assistance of the maid. "'My dear, how did you sleep?' the queen asked, as Teresa sat down at the long banquet table. The prince winked at her, and the king ignored her. "'It took a while, but eventually I had a wonderful sleep,' Teresa replied honestly. She savoured the smells of the food in front of her before taking a bite. "'Really?' The prince tried to keep the disappointment out of his voice. "'The bed I was in is the weirdest bed I've slept in.' She took another bite of her breakfast. "'Are you sure you had a good sleep?' the queen asked. "'I'm sure.' "'That's that, then,' the queen announced, wiping her mouth and standing up from the table. "'The hunt continues.' Teresa sat quietly, finishing her breakfast before asking for her own clothes to be returned, so she could be on her way. As she was leaving the castle, she said, "'I believe these are yours.' She dropped three peas into the queen's outstretched hand before turning to continue on her journey. She missed the look of surprise on the queen's face as she skipped down the path to continue her adventure. The End And that is almost it for today's episode. At a future date, I will have Melissa as a guest on the show. For now, you can find out more about Melissa her writing, and her other projects, such as the Imagination Show, which is launching in Term 3, by visiting her website, www.melissagisbers.com, or her Facebook page, Melissa Gisbers Author. The links to both will be in the episode description. Thank you, and that is it for today. Drop by on Wednesday when there will be poetry readings with Bron. Thank you. The Story Weaver podcast intro and outro were created by Paul using licensed music from Stock 20. Paul is also the editor for the show. If you would like to contact me, you can send me an email to thestoryweaverpodcast at gmail.com. Farewell for now, dear friends.